Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message. With that said, I, I want you to turn uh, to Psalm 92, verse 10 through 15 in the New King James. Now, guys, I'm very excited about this message. I've labored for this in the last couple of days, especially with all the news that's happening. Uh, again, I want to say this. No leader of any organization in our generation no leader of any ministry has ever had to lead during a worldwide pandemic. So this is brand new territory for us. We have no manual in the natural, but guess what? We have a manual in the spirit. Glory to God. We have an instructional manual called the scriptures that no matter what is happening, even in the uncharted territories that we're in right now, the scriptures give us clues. All right. It gives us clues and guidelines and instructions to, to remain fresh and flourishing during seasons of tribula- uh, of crisis or uh, unsteadiness. And if we pay close attention to the scriptures, we will find ways and confirmations and promises and keys, listen, of how to remain fresh and flourishing. If I had a title for this message this morning, are you ready for this? Is how to remain fresh and flourishing, all right? Fresh and flourishing, how to remain that. And, I want, and I'm going to highlight on the word flourishing because flourishing means that we're still vibrant and we're still strong and we're still growing in any situation or climate that we're in. And I want to use the example of Psalm 92, which honestly, other than Psalm 23 and Psalm 21 and some other Psalms that are, that are like some of my hallmark, this Psalm is one of my favorite scriptures. There's so much meat and truth in it. And I want you to pay close attention because especially prophetically in the times we're living in now, where now we're under, uh, at least Orange County is on um, highly, highly suggested or mandatory stay home, right? So I want you to see how we can still flourish during these times. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So look at Psalm 92, verse 10 through 15. Here it goes. But my horn... David said, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears, uh, sorry, my ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. Now watch this, watch this. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. I want you to type that on right now with an exclamation point. The righteous, but the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. It's very significant that, it, that it's specific that the Bible says you're going to, the righteous will flourish like this, right? So that means it's our job to study what this is, right? I used to say all the time, like, it, we, the Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. He never said we're the sugar of the earth, right? He never said you shall mount up with, ring, with wings as, a, as an ostrich. He said you'll mount up with, with wings as eagles. And the reason why, and that sounds funny, but if the Bible says the righteous shall flourish as a palm tree, then it's our job to figure out why did he pick the palm tree? Come on, somebody. There must be something significant about the palm tree that the Lord compares the righteous to flourish in, right? Then, of course, one of my favorite verses, right after that, right after the righteous shall flourish as a palm tree. By the way, look how many times the word flourish is here in these next couple verses. 
The righteous are, shall flourish as a palm tree. That, uh, he shall grow like the cedars in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall be bear fruit in their old age. Here it is again. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Three, three times in about five sentences, you see flourish, 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 and giving us hints how it will flourish. Listen, and not only how, but give us clues of what that means, okay? And, they, and finally, it says, they will declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. All right, now, this is exciting for me because the, the, the psalmist, before I even get to how to to with the manifestations of flourishing according to the scriptures in Psalm uh, 92 regarding a, a, a palm tree. The psalmist gives us a precursor right before we get to flourishing. So hear me for a second. The precursor, there's a precursor to flourishing, and then there's the reality of flourishing, what happens during the flourishing, all right? So the precursor to get to that, it's a progressive thing. To get to the palm tree, the spiritual palm tree, is found in that very beginning of verse 90, uh, of 92, Psalm 92, in verse 10, in the very beginning. We don't have to go back there again, but it says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. My horn you have exalted like wild ox. Okay, the reason why I say that is because this is the precursor. The precursor is this. The starting point to eventually thrive uh, in the spirit and to gain strength in your inner man is through the presence of the Holy Spirit in your inner man. Why do I say that? Because the word horn, guys, in the Hebrew literally means strength. One of the things that horn means in the Hebrew is strength, right? So when he says, my horn you have exalted or increased, you have anointed me with fresh oil. What the psalmist is implying here, okay, is the way that my strength, right, is increased or exalted, so you can put increase, the way that my strength, horn, remember, horn is strength, the way that my strength is exalted or increased is when I have been anointed with fresh oil. And of course, we know that oil is symbolic, not only of the anointing, but of the beautiful presence of the Holy Spirit. And you know, I, I think about what Paul the Apostle said in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 16, uh, when it comes to this, the presence of God, the needed presence of God. Again, this is, this is not the palm tree yet. This is the precursor to the palm, palm tree, right? Uh, to, to flourishing. And then he says, it, it, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from which the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Watch this. That he, God, would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. Horn. Here it goes. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. In the inner man. In other words, to be strengthened by the presence of God. Hear me also means to be, re be refreshed by the presence of God. So when you are strengthened by the presence of God, the strength comes by refreshing. So it's not like the presence of God gives you, uh, gives you the strength of Samson in the physical, right? Even though you, you will feel some physical strength through the presence of God, no doubt, right? But what, what, what strengthening comes through the presence of God is means that you are refreshed. Your soul is refreshed with the presence of God. And you know what that makes me think also in the book of Acts? Remember in the book of Acts? Uh, I, I believe it was um, 
I believe it was uh, Peter that said in Acts 3.19, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing, watch this, may come from the presence of the Lord. Oh my God, oh my God. I know this is early, but let me tell you, it's verbatim in the scriptures that refreshing comes by the presence of the Lord. So how did David get strengthened? By being refreshed by the presence of the Lord daily. That set him up to describe how the righteous will flourish. So to get to that place, to get to the flourishing, is we need to be strengthened in our inner man by the presence of God. My horn you have exalted, and I have been anointed with fresh oil. Say fresh oil. Now, once we got fresh oil, and once we're continually having fresh oil, guess what starts to happen? Happen, sorry. We will begin to flourish like a palm tree. Oh my God. Look, 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 look at this. Once we get to a place where we are continually being filled with fresh oil, our strength is renewed or refreshed, right? The presence of God refreshes us. As we continue to do that in these turbulent times and we seek the Lord and we seek his presence, we are now in a position to flourish. Hear me now, hear me now, hear me now. A plant, uh, a tree could only flourish to the degree of what kind of soil, soil they're in and how deeply they're rooted, all right? But it also is determined of what kind of tree is planted, right? Not just any tree, right? We know cactuses could, could survive a long time. But the Bible says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Say palm tree. And so in Psalm 92, it gives us the, the byproduct of remaining fresh and flourishing. And the psalmist gives two, uh, two examples. I'm only going to talk about the palm tree today, but he gives two main examples about the byproduct of once we get into that place of fresh oil, the byproduct of flourishing is you'll flourish like a palm tree and those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. Right back to back. Plant, you shall, the, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of their God. Now, I don't have time to get that. I'll probably get that next week. But planting yourself in the house of the Lord does not mean physically coming to a uh, Sunday service or, or local church every single Sunday. That is part of being planted. But being planted is staying in community. Being planted is staying in your spiritual community. Continue to be involved in your spiritual community. Continue to volunteer where your giftings will thrive. Continue to use your, your, your talents. Continue to serve in your local church, in your local community, in your local spiritual community. So it doesn't only mean, plant, planted doesn't only mean I'm going to come and I sit in a chair faithfully every week and that's how I'm planted. As a matter of fact, that's just, that's just getting to the soil. Getting planted is actually getting involved. Getting planted is actually getting plugged in. Come on, say amen. I don't know of anybody that's truly searching the Lord, that's truly plugged in, that they don't have a sense that they are growing more when they're plugged in versus the ones that are just sitting on the pews. Praise God for those who are just coming and receiving the word. But let me tell you something. I say this lovingly. You can never grow your roots deep and start thriving in, in the spiritual community and in your own walk with God until you are 
planted, until you are uh, continue to be plugged in, right? Now, I say that because I want to look at the palm tree, and I want to see, I'm going to give you about four points or so of how it, what it means. Listen to me. I want you to take your notes, or you could use it in the app here, okay? The app that you're going to see, you can go follow the notes. I'm going to give you four characteristics, four main characteristics of a palm tree, how to flourish as a palm tree. We're going to take a look at some attributes of the palm tree, and we're going to see how this relates to us. What does it look like for a Christian, the righteous, to, once you are being refreshed by the presence of God with fresh oil, what does it look like for a Christian, for a believer, to flourish, watch this, even in difficult times. What does it look like to be fresh and flourishing in any season of our life? Amen? So the first point I want to make is this. It will be on your screen. Number one, the palm tree is a very unique tree in that it can still flourish and thrive during challenging seasons of extreme climate changes or shiftings. Let me say this again. The palm tree is a very unique tree in that it can flourish and thrive during challenging seasons of extreme climate changes. Let me tell you something spiritually. There has been a climate change spiritually. There has been a climate change, not so much in the, the physical weather, but in our economy, in the, the state of the world. There has definitely been a shifting, a change of climate. But guess what? The physical Palm tree can survive under extreme heat, under extreme cold. But here's the thing, under extreme climate changes and shiftings. And if that's so, the spiritual palm tree, which is a righteous, can do the same. Glory to God. Glory to God. It can not only survive the shifting, but it will flourish during the shifting. I'm going to say that again. A palm tree doesn't only survive. Come on, somebody. We're not called just to barely make it. We're not called just to survive. I will survive. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But you know what? God has called the Christian to do more than just barely making it and barely surviving. Thank God we're surviving. But God didn't say the righteous shall survive like a palm tree. Oh, glory to God. He didn't say that. Come on, man. He didn't say the righteous shall survive like the palm tree. He said the righteous shall thrive. Come on. Shall flourish. As the palm tree, right? Not just survive. So I'm saying this, if the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, uh, then what does that mean? I want to say this. It's like the righteous cannot only uh, survive the health shift that is coming across our nation. Not only we will survive it through the promise of God, we will flourish in it. I believe that. I believe that the righteous can flourish even in a, in a very tough time that we're in. And let me say this. The Lord is not looking for people uh, right now uh, that are, are so quick uh, to give in, even though we feel the pressure. The Lord is looking for people that exude powerful biblical leadership during times of crisis. Right? What is your leadership right now looking like? What is your leadership? It doesn't mean a title. What does your leadership in your home look like? What does your leadership in your marriage look like in these shifting times? What is your leadership looking in your job? What is your leadership? How are you leading with, with your lifestyle? Do you exude confidence? Amen? And so I, I want to share this with, with you because 
anybody can flourish in the right atmosphere. I want to say that again. Almost anybody can flourish in the right atmosphere. All right? And, and, but can we truly flourish when literally the whole world is on pause? L literally, not figuratively. Can we flourish, guys, when we're on pause? When we don't have that much activity? Right? And I, I say this because the Bible, if you read the whole verse again, the Bible says that the, the, not only that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, but the very next sentence, it says, and they shall grow like the cedars of Lebanon. Look, now, I want to break this down just for a second, okay? The cedars of Lebanon were, um, they grew tall. Those cedars in Lebanon, historically, they grew tall. But they grew under very good Soil and conditions for the most part. Their cli the, the climate was really set in a, at a, at a, at a kind of even keel. And the, the climate was not so drastic back and forth. So yes, the cedars of Lebanon grew tall. But they grew tall because they had really good soil. But guess what? Almost anybody could grow if they re uh, with less resistance in a perfect atmosphere. You know, some would say, oh Lord... If my family wouldn't fight so much, you know, with, with each other, um, I would be happier. Well, guess what? So would anybody else probably. If your family didn't argue that much, you probably would be happy. But you know what? That's just, that's a very, uh, very non-threatening soil. That's a very uh, predictable soil. Or some people say, oh, Pastor George, you know, uh, or so-and-so, if, if, if I wasn't so busy, I'll be more plugged in or planted in the house of the Lord. Well, guess what? People that are less busy, they could probably do that more. So that's not really uh, the, 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 the challenge here. Cedars of Lebanon grew tall in very easy environments. Palm trees grew tall in shifting climates. They knew how to remain strong. They knew how to still grow. They knew how to still stand. They knew, palm trees knew, know how to navigate the climate changes and still grow and flourish. My God, my God, my God. If we are the righteousness, uh, the righteousness of God, according to uh, Corinthians, then that means the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, even in the uncertain times that we are living in. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit here. The righteous, come on, shout with me. The righteous shall flourish as a palm tree, all right? Christians are not supposed to look ordinary. I have, new, I have a news flash for us. We, I know this. Sound, listen, we're not supposed to look ordinary, right? We're supposed to. We're we're supposed to stand out. We're not supposed to even blend in, right? Uh, right now, we're supposed to stand out. And I love what I love what Peter says in First Peter. Look at what First. I'm just going to have you go there. First Peter chapter two. Verse 9 in one of his epistles, I love it. This is going to be in the King James Version, the, the old King James Version, the thee, thou, fee, fi, fo, fum, right, version. Okay, it says, but ye are a chosen generation, watch this, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now, I want you to harp on this word now, okay, a peculiar people, a peculiar people that, that you should show forth the praises. In other words, the reason why you're peculiar that you and I are peculiar, is so that we could show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Listen, the, he's given us a clue. He goes, you know why you're peculiar? 
He knows, you know why you're different? Not because you're for the sake of being different. You're different because you were called out of darkness. Other people are still in darkness. You have the light in you. Now, the, the, Peter is saying, to, you're peculiar to show. You're a holy nation. You're a royal priesthood to show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, somebody. We're not called to be ordinary, especially in this time. We're not called. Come on, let this burn. I'm, I'm feeling a burning inside right now. We got to snap out, get to our prayer closet, get that fresh oil so we could flourish like a palm tree. And let me tell you, flourishing is so free. It's so freeing because we're not bound by the, by the predictability and the, of, of how we should respond. We are not called to be uh, ordinary we're called to be different. And thank God for the Webster's Dictionary, okay? <clears throat> the Webster's Dictionary defines peculiar, right? And, and you've heard some people say strange and stuff. Well, th- that, it, doesn't, it doesn't say it verbatim strange. But I love what the Webster's Dictionary says. And I'm going to read it here uh, for you. I'm, I'm going to see if we can have that on the screen for you, all right? It says, uh, the Webster's Dictionary defines peculiar as a characteristic of only one person, group, or thing. Wait. Right, peculiar is a characteristic of one person, place, or thing. In other words, it's very unique. Well, that's what peculiar means. Distinctive. Now watch this. Different from the usual or the norm. I'm not making that up. Look at the collegiate version of the Webster Dictionary and you will see for yourself. Different from the usual and the norm. Glory to God. It's not normal for trees to prosper uh, in extreme cold weathers, right? Or even extreme heat. But watch this. A palm tree survives in extreme heat. Now, remember when I say physical, it's also symbolic of the spiritual. Can you survive in the spiritual heat of the hour, okay? Because um, it's very interesting to me that once we see this, there's another scripture in Jeremiah. Now, I want you to turn to this. This is one of the powerful scriptures that I read, okay? There's a scripture in Jeremiah that actually talks about the righteous being able to not be afraid. Watch this. Watch this. When heat comes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I said that right. You're going to read in just a moment. When heat comes. What is heat? It's symbolic of fiery trials. It's symbolic, you know, there's trials, then there's fiery trials. Well, what is fiery to you? Hot, heated, okay? We are experiencing some heat, not just in Florida. That's some real heat. Come on, somebody, say amen, right? But we're, what we're experiencing is the heat of the, the, the trials, the fiery trials of this coronavirus, this, this fiery testing, right? And I'm going to get to that in a second, but I want you to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17, Verse 5 through 8. This is good stuff. High five your family. High five your spouse. High five your children. Come on. Get them excited because this is now look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 through 8 in the New King James. It says something powerful. It says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. In other words, what wisdom are you getting? Man's or the Lord, right? Whose heart departs from the Lord, for he has he will be like a shrub in the desert. 
Hmm, interesting. Another analogy of a tree-like substance, right? Shriveling up and shall not see when good comes. Boy, I could preach on that. When we have carnal or man-made wisdom, during, uh, especially during a crisis, we will not see when good comes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Pause and think about that. We will not see when good comes because we have our head on the ground and we're worrying, and, and God is actually sending good, but the Bible says that it'll be, we'll be like a shrub in the desert for, if, you, if you lean on your own conventional humanistic wisdom, right? Now watch. This is so beautiful, all right? Uh, he, shall, uh, he shall inhabit the parched places of the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Now look at the, now look at this, uh, the next verses here. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and hope is in the Lord. Watch this, guys. For he shall be, oh, come on, are you ready to shout? Like a tree planted. Wait a minute. This is not Psalms anymore. This is Jeremiah the prophet. Blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. He shall be like a tree. Watch this. Planted. Tree. Planted. Tree. Palm tree. Planted in the house of the Lord. Those two things, right? By the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. Look at this. You're going to shout now. Those, those who are planted as trees, look what it says. And they will not fear when what? Heat comes. Do you see that? It says, and he will not fear when heat, heat, spiritual climate change, worldly climate change, and, and the, the heat is rising. You know the old saying says, if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. But let me tell you something. If you are experiencing the heat, the weight and the heat of this pandemic, you know what the Bible promises? If you are trusting in the Lord and hoping in the Lord, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and you will not be afraid when heat comes. Oh, oh this is so good. You will not be afraid when he comes, but, but, but your leaf will be green. And you, you, hopefully you'll be seeing this in your, in, your, uh, in your screens there, the verse. And watch this. And will not be anxious. You will not be, this, this blew me away. And they will not be anxious in the year of drought. Wait a minute. This was written several, several hundreds of years ago. And he says, if you hope in the Lord, you'll be like a tree planted and you will not be anxious in the year of drought. Can I pause and say, this is not gloom and doom what I'm about to say, but for a season that we're in, this is a year of drought. I mean, the economy has collapsed right before our eyes. We are experiencing, no doubt, a drought in our land, in our world. Every Almost all the whole world is experiencing not a drought of rain, but a drought when it comes to finances. And guess what? Just look at the, some of the local uh, supermarkets. Some of us are already experiencing a drought of food, right? But watch this. The Bible says, if you hope in the Lord during these times, in Jeremiah, we're going to go back to Psalm 92. But this is now Jeremiah saying the same thing that Psalm 92 is saying, right? It says, not only will you not fear where he comes, you will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will you cease from yielding fruit. My God, my God, my God. So not only will you not be afraid when he comes, not only will you have not be anxious in the year of drought, you're going to still be bearing fruit in the midst of all that. Come on, somebody shout amen. 
That, my friends, is what flourishing means. It looks different than everything else that's shriveling up in the desert with the Bible says in Jeremiah. No, no, no. It's right now, what's happening with this scripture is that the Lord has the audacity to say, hey, if you trust me with all your heart and you have your hope in me during this time, there's three things in Jeremiah that's going to be a byproduct of you trusting the Lord and, and, and not looking to conventional wisdom. Number one, when heat comes, you will not be afraid of the spiritual heat, the heat that you're taking by losing your job, the heat that you're taking by, by the strain in your family, the heat that you're experiencing by not meeting with each other and, and we're getting frustrated. The Lord says when you continue to hope in the Lord during these times, you will be like that tree that's just kind of described in Psalm 92 and you won't fear when he comes. Number two, read it for yourself. You won't be anxious, anxiety, anxiety. You won't have anxiety in the year of drought. Guys, 2020 has started out as a year of drought. Let's stop pretending that, oh, no, no, no. It is. It's not going to stay that way. But right now, there's a drought. But guess what? The righteous won't be anxious. My God, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. This is for somebody today. This is for somebody right now hearing me because you are experiencing anxiety in the year of drought right now in 2020. But I'm telling you, when you plug yourself deeply into the Lord, when you trust him with all your heart, I know that sounds simple, but the gospel is so simple. When you hope in him, you will be like a tree that does not be anxious in the year of drought. And guess what? Here's a little bonus. You'll still be yielding fruit. That means you'll still be producing joy. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You still be exuding all that. Not, oh gosh, I can't believe what's, what's happening. Do you feel the pressure? Of course, I feel the pressure. I have felt the pressure privately. Some people that watch me know, know that. But after I feel the pressure, I still know that I have the Spirit of God in me. And that I could still exude real joy even during the midst of this. Why? Because I'm planted in the house of the Lord. I'm planted and rooted in the Lord. And I'm searching God with all my heart, probably more than I ever have. Amen? So those are the three things that he says. Now, that was the first one. Come on, say that's the first attribute. All right? The second attribute that you're going to see about a palm tree is going to be on your screen right now. The second point is this. The palm tree provides a place of refuge and rest for people, all right? The, the palm tree provides a place of refuge and rest for people, okay? Now, I say that because as the palm tree grows, what it, ha what it ha has is it, it, it extends their, their branches and it really does provide shade, just like any tree, but it's also shaped in a way that in certain spots of the palm tree, the shade and the rest is provided for for people on a hot, sunny day, right? Okay, and, and the Lord in the same sense is wanting us, the world, sorry. The Lord is wanting the world to see that in the midst of trouble, they could find rest and peace through God's people because they're the palm trees. Come on, man, come on. God is not the palm tree. The righteous are the palm tree. So guess what? The Lord wants to use you. That's right, you. His people. He wants to use you, his people, to show the world, the world, that during times of uncertainty, 
that they could, that the Lord could bring people of the world to you, his people, because you're spiritual palm trees, so that you could provide shade and rest through the words that you speak, through your prayers, through the power of the Holy Spirit that's in you, and you will give rest to people. Yes, we ultimately point them to Jesus, and he's the one who ultimately releases that. But you know what? He uses our lips to give words of encouragement. Come on, somebody. Say amen. Come on, say amen. And, uh, and, I, and I share that because we, we have to realize that all hell could be breaking loose in your family. All hell could be breaking loose all around you, but the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree means that you will provide spiritual shade, emotional shade, not being shady, right? Shade as far as rest, right, to the people of God and to the world and to the world. You know, you know what Isaiah the prophet said, guys? You know what Isaiah the prophet said? The, the, Isaiah the prophet said, I have asked the Lord to give me the tongue of the learned that I may know how to speak a word in season to those who are weary. What is that? That's bringing salt. That's bringing shade. That's bringing light. That's bringing rest. All those combined. All right? So if, if palm trees give shade to those who are, are weary, then us, let's position ourselves that we flourish so much so in, this time, in these times that, watch this now, here's the key, that we're not only thinking about ourselves. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really preach to my people here right now. There's greater temptation than ever before in the history of the world to think about yourself. There's great, there, I mean, and you have to, okay? So I'm not saying not to. You need to take care of your family. You need to take care of yourself. But can I, be, can I just give a balance to this? A palm tree doesn't give shade for itself. Come on, I'm going to come back here. A palm tree doesn't give shade for itself. A palm tree gives, gives shade and rest for others. Hallelujah. So yes, take care of yourself. Yes, take care of your family. But don't get stuck in overlooking at me, 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 me during this time. Let me tell you something. There's something so joyful, so beautiful, when at this time when humanity is suffering, that, pe that you can be a a a palm tree to provide rest for people. Oh, that gives you, that will give you so much joy because the Bible says those who water will also get watered. I got news for people. Before the water from a hose touches the grass, it has to pass through the hose. Woo, come on somebody. You're the hose, God is the faucet, right? The Holy Spirit is the water and the grass is the people. Before the water of the Holy Spirit touches the grass, it touches you too, baby. Come on, say amen. It touches you. So what I'm encouraging you to do is if you're going to flourish like a palm tree, start looking at some of these things and say, hey, am I really flourishing? Am I all about me? Am I finding myself super selfish? And, and I'm going I'm to be honest, and hoarding all the food. And, and, and that's what people are doing nowadays. They're being so selfish that they're not giving food for, they're not leaving food for anybody else in the, in the grocery stores. Or they're, 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 not, they're, they're trying to hoard medicine and people that are really needing medicine are, not, are, are going without because there's some people that are only thinking about themselves but not the righteous. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and will help cover and ease the pains of others and bring them spiritual, emotional 
rest and shade. Amen? Because you're not thinking only about yourself, you're thinking about others. Amen? A palm tree, again, does not think about itself when giving shade. Oh, man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. The third one is going to be on your screen. The third attribute of a palm tree, okay, is, look at this. This is the, the next slide. A palm tree can grow past obstacles that are trying to stop them from growing to its full potential. A palm tree can grow past obstacles that are trying to stop them from growing to its full potential. One of the reasons that a palm tree can keep growing, uh, botanists say this and those who study trees, one of the reasons that palm trees can continue to grow uh, despite the obstacles that try to stump them or, or slow them down or the heavy, heavy uh, uh, other leaves or other, other obstacles, whatever you may call it, is because a palm tree is known to identify the location of the sun and the sunlight and grow constantly in that direction. I'm going to say that again. A palm tree is known to learn how to identify wherever the sun is, whether it's east, west, right, north or south. It learns how to identify where's the sun, where's the sun, and it keeps on growing once it, once it senses the sun's light. Well, if the righteous are shall flourish like a palm tree, and the righteous are the spiritual palm trees, then guess what? The reason why we keep growing, and the way that we keep growing, the way that we keep growing during hard seasons like this is when we as Christians can identify where the sunlight is, and not the S-U-N light, the S-O-N light, the sun of God, the light of the sun, and we identify continually where he is and where he is seated and we identify that he is still on the throne as long as we continue to identify with the Son of God. During all this, we will continue to grow. And I would dare to say grow at an exponential rate. Why? Because if our eyes are fixed on going to the, uh, after the sun light, the S-O-N light, any obstacle that presents itself is only a temporary thing until we see the light where we are positioned. And again, that has to do with identity as well. When we know that Jesus, please hear me now, where is he located? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And I say this with all humility. I don't say this to be insensitive. This caught the world and us very rapidly and maybe by surprise, but it did not catch God by surprise. It did not catch Jesus by surprise. I say this because I think some of you guys need to hear this, that if we have our gaze and our perspective correctly, then we will see that we will continue to grow in the midst of all these things that are happening. We will continue to grow. We will continue to flourish. Come on, say flourish. Come on, say flourish. That, that's my message today, that the, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, all right? I'm actually doing good on time, guys. Number four, all right? Number four. Uh, this is one of the last points that I want to make about the palm tree, all right? 
And remember, I, I, I want to pause and say this, because uh, I think I missed it. When I was talking about palm trees being adaptable to climate, any climate change, and, and fiery trials, right? Remember Peter, he said, don't, don't, don't think it's strange in his epistles that these fiery trials is about to try you as if some strange thing happened to you. In Peter uh, chapter 4, I believe, verse 12, right? He, he goes, but, but just rejoice, because if you're talked about or persecuted for Christ's sake, he says this. He says, the, the spirit of glory rests upon you. Come on, that is awesome. So we have to rejoice that God is wanting us to flourish. Listen, not only for our sake, but for the sake of the world. We flourish so that we can remain strong, but we flourish because the world needs us to flourish. Oh, I, I'm going to say this. This is not in my notes, but the world, we, in a, in a, in a, in a certain time of our life, we need certain things to remain uh, standing. And I'm going to share that in a, in a second because it's going to cause you to shout, okay, which is this. Here it goes. The last point is this. Palm trees remain standing after the storms and hurricanes pass through their cities. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Palm trees remain standing after the storms and hurricanes pass through. I'm from South Florida, y'all. And I, and, I, and I know that some of you guys go down to you know, South Florida or, or we're in Florida. But you go to Miami. What is one of the only things that you see remain standing after a hurricane, right? Passes through. I mean, I'm talking about a hurricane, tornado, a hurricane passes through. And you see boats destroyed, houses destroyed. What are some of the few things you still see on the weather when the, when the guy's like, and here, here we are, and this is like all this wind, and we're here, and then you see boats flying in the background, right? And you see like, like cars moving, right? What do you see kind of like bending wheel thing but doesn't break, and it's all mostly all over these southern places? Palm trees. Palm trees, am I not right? You, you, when you see the Weather Channel and you see hurricanes pass through, one of the only trees that you see remaining standing. Come on, somebody. Oh, I know this is good. It, they're palm trees. They stay standing when the wind comes. When the wind has come and done its damage that it was intended to do, the palm tree says, I ain't moving. Come on, somebody. The palm tree says, I ain't moving. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this revelation. Remember I've been saying this whole message that the righteous, say righteous, okay, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. You know what another th scripture says about the righteous? The Bible says the righteous shall not be moved. Whoa, my God, my God, shall not be moved. In other words, because they're the palm tree, they ain't going anywhere. The winds will come, the storms will come, the floods will come, but the righteous will not be moved. I want you to see this for yourself. This is so beautiful because it says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 3, okay? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 3 says, A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous, the root, the root, the root of the righteous cannot be moved. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm going to give you this secret. It says the root of the righteous. Say the root of the righteous. The secret to why. Oh, the secret to why the palm tree doesn't break for the most part when hurricanes come is because their root system goes deep and long for many, many feet. In other words, the palm tree is notoriously known for having very long roots. 
They are rooted. Come on, rooted. Shout at me. They are rooted and grounded. <clears throat> the further a tree is rooted, the stronger the tree is grounded. Oh, my God. My God, I wish you guys were here. I feel like high-fiving somebody. I, I high-five a Holy Ghost. I high-five Zach back there. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel like, I feel like I, let me tell you something. The reason why palm trees, the reason why the root is, 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 is strong is because they go deep. They go deep. And that's why it doesn't break because the roots go down really deep and palm trees are rooted deep. They say, some people say, that some palm trees' roots can go up to, down to 600 feet down. So I'm going to say it again. The deeper the roots, the stronger you are. Say that with me. Say that with me. This is the key. You're missing the key. The reason why the palm tree doesn't break when the winds come, when the hurricanes come, is not because it's just a real cool tree. It's because on purpose... It's rooted itself, and it keeps on root going. So the deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. The deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. Let me, re- let me rephrase it. The deeper you are rooted in God's word, the stronger you will be. That's why Jesus said, if you hear these things of mine and you don't listen to them, it's like someone who built their house on a sand. No root system, nothing, no foundation. And when the winds come on hurricanes, winds of life comes, great is his fall. But in Matthew 7, it says, if you hear these words of mine and you do them, I, they are like, those people that hear and do, they are like a person who builds his house on a rock, on a solid foundation. Watch this. Those same winds that knocked down the other uh, little foundation house, the Bible says, winds will come and the winds will blow and it shall not be moved. Again, the righteous should not be moved. Jesus said the, the house that's founded on a solid foundation, strong root system will not be moved. Are we getting a clue here of what God is trying to tell us? How are you rooted? Again, uh, again I'm not trying to be cliches. You get rooted by being rooted in the word of God, by being rooted in worship, being rooted in prayer. That means you keep going, right? You don't stop. You keep growing in that. And again, being planted in the house of the Lord. I didn't make that up. The Bible says right after you are planted, uh, sorry, you are flourishing like a palm tree, it also says you will flourish when you are planted in the house of the Lord. Why? Because your root system, hear, hear this revelation. Your root system grows stronger when you are planted. Oh, my God. When you're planted in your local church, and your local community, and you're not church hopping, come on, somebody. I know I'm going to probably offend somebody, but if you're just looking for the next great podcast. You know, there's people, unfortunately, even that I know, that I will never say anything, but they're, oh, but they're, they're, they're always looking to, for the next big church, or they're looking for the next big, uh, uh, the, the pastor has the best revelation, and they're never planted anywhere, right? And they just stay the same level their whole life. But you know what? If you're planted, and you're starting to flourish, Right? Let me ask you something before I say that. Let me just finish the sentence. When you're planted, you'll start to flourish and start to grow. Can even the best plant, can even the best tree, I'm going to ask you to answer this. Can even the cactus who could survive for a long time, can they keep growing if they keep being uprooted of where they're planted in? 
eventually the root system is going to die. No matter how strong that tree is, if you keep uprooting it and uprooting and uprooting, I'm going to go to this church. Oh, I don't like or or I'm just going to stay home. I don't want to do, I'm going to hear the, the next, you know, in thing, the next trendy movement because so-and-so turned me on to this pastor. Oh, they're good. But you're not planning anywhere. You're just hearing good sermons. Come on, somebody. Just, listen, listen, listen. I've never said it before, but hearing good sermons are great. But if all you're doing is, oh, I'm not getting fed in my church. I'm, not, I'm just going to hear good sermons. You're not going to grow because you're not planted. You're just going to stay the same. But when you're planted and you're living in community and you're doing life together with each other, come on, and you're rooted in the Bible and you're rooted in prayer, the storm will come, my friend, and you won't backslide. Unfortunately, the people will find out sooner or later the people who are not rooted are strong enough because they begin to backslide at, at, the, at the first cause of any wind that comes in their life. Let me tell you something. I've had many opportunities to backslide, but my root system would not allow me. Oh, glory to God. My root system would not allow me to. You know why? Because I've been walking with the Lord for over 30 years. It's impossible to not have a strong root system. Not any wind. The winds that I face may probably knock somebody out of their course because they're not rooted. But when you've been walking with the Lord a long time, you develop roots. Let me say another thing of how you develop your roots. When you, when you go through experience, when you go through these trials, your roots become stronger. Here's, here's a beautiful thing, though, about roots, okay? Especially palm trees. Listen to me. Listen to me. You know what the palm tree roots are searching for many times? This is, this is powerful. Palm trees, any tree, really, but... Since we're talking about the palm tree, you know why the roots go sometimes 600 feet? You know what they're searching for? Water. That's why the Bible says in Jeremiah 17, the scripture we read about those who, who are, trust the Lord, they'll be like a tree planted and they will not fear in the year of drought, right? Guess what it says? They'll be planted by the rivers of waters. Roots are always looking for water, right? They're looking to be saturated, spiritual trees with the presence of of the Holy Spirit, all right? And I'm almost closing here. I'm almost done, all right? This is just good stuff. This is why the righteous are not moved. Because the righteous are not moved because they are rooted. And, and a palm tree, a spiritual palm tree, is not, up, is not moved because they are rooted. Again, I, I, I feel the presence of God, so I want to say, I want to ask you a question. Have you been church hopping? Have you just kind of been looking for the next trend of great preachers? If that's all you're doing, my friend, that's not being rooted. And that's not being planted in the house of the Lord. I want to encourage you, get planted even more during these times. If any time we should be more together and more planted is now. Amen. Not only in the word of God, but in community and in, the, in your local church. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to end, end with this. The roots go down so long because not only are they looking for water, but the, the reason why they're flourishing is because I want you to. I want you to. Um, I want you to see what the Hebrew word for flourishing is. This is. This blew me away. Those of you who like word study, the Hebrew word. I've been saying flourish all this this whole sermon, right? The reason why uh, I say that because I saved the best for last. Flourishing in the Hebrew means parak. This is the word parak, which means. Watch this. I'm going to read this, and you're going to shout. The word parak, which is flourish, right, means to grow, to blossom, sprout out, watch this, to break out. In other words, break out, break through, to break out, 
from whatever thing that you've in. The, 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 the word flourish means to bust out of that shell, bust out of that complacency, bust out of that season pah, that you're in. That's what breakout means. It's, it's a spreading out. It's a coming out from, the, from the, the shell that you've been in, right? Now watch this. The last definition in Hebrew for parak, for flourish, means to extend the wings and fly. Literally, it, it, it says it. In the, in the lexicon for flourish, the end phrase of the Hebrew word means to extend, oh my, as one having wings to fly and soar. Let me just say this. This means the Bible speaks about the, the righteous flourishing. It means that when we follow the example of a palm tree, the winds will come, and to any other thing, the winds will knock it down. But for, watch this, but for someone that's flying already, flourishing already, which is flying, right? When you spread your wings and fly, the winds actually take you higher. The winds, instead of bringing you down, for those who are already flying, in other words, already flourishing, because we remember, flourish in the Hebrew means also to fly, to extend wings. So for, for those who are already flying, for birds who are already flying, the wind takes them higher. And watch this. What happens when the wind takes a bird that's spreading his wings out? Come on, talk to me. What happens when a, a bird is standing its wings already in the air and the winds come? There's no striving. What is it called? S-O-A-R. Soar. That's what it's called. When you get to a point where you're flourishing during these hard times and you spread your wings and fly because you've got to the place where you're planted and now you're flourishing, while everybody else is getting knocked over by the wind, you're going higher. Oh, glory to God. You're going higher. Why? Because you're flying and all you got to do, there's, there's absolutely no striving for the bird once they get to that altitude. They have their wings high and the wind takes them. That's why when the sail gets to a certain place, right, of spreading, right, they spread the sail. They don't need any motors because the wind takes them. So there's two types of winds. One that destroys those who are not thriving, sorry, who are not planted and therefore they're not thriving. Those who are, those who are not rooted, Deep in the word, those who are not, the winds will come, and unfortunately to some, because they're not rooted, and they have a little foundation in the word of God, they'll fall by the wayside. And we actually need to pray for them. But for those who are planted during the hard times, and they keep going, and they've been walking with the Lord, the winds are going to take you higher. I want to close by saying this. I want to encourage you. We're going to come to a place when, as we thrive like the palm tree, there's going to be no striving. There's going to be no striving. You're just going to continue to walk with the Lord. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. There's no, there's no striving. I want to encourage you. Thrive in this season. Get rooted deep. Continue to get rooted. Continue to walk with the Lord stronger than you've never had before. Continue to be planted in the house of the Lord. Get plugged in. Stop searching for the next trendiest movement. Embrace your local church. That's right, I said it. Embrace your local church. There's no church that's going to be perfect. The, the honeymoon is over. Some people go to another, another church and they're like, oh, honeymoon. Then, then, then you realize it's just the same as where they left. It's just a little different story. Listen, embrace your local church. 
Embrace this time. There's not going to be any striving. Come on, say amen. Oh, I'm excited. I declare that you're about to thrive and flourish like the palm tree. So just a quick review, and then I'll pray with you. The attributes of a palm tree. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Number one, the palm tree, uh, the palm tree will, will, sorry, I went the wrong. Okay, the, the palm tree will, um, will have uniqueness and that it will flourish and in challenging extreme climates and, and um, seasons. Number two, the, the palm tree, the palm tree will provide shade and refuge and rest for people. Number three, palm trees can grow past obstacles that are trying to stop them from growing to their full potential. And number four, palm trees remain standing after the storms and hurricanes pass through. Let's be the palm tree, my friend. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. That's a promise. That's not just a hype message. It's actually a promise. You can flourish if you are rooted and grounded. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord God, that you would release your presence, this reality over our community, that Psalm 92 reality, Lord. I'm asking for a Psalm 92 reality in our community, Lord Jesus, that during this um, unpleasant time, this time of uncertainty, Lord God, that your word says that if we are anointed with fresh oil, we will position ourselves to be rooted so that we can flourish as the palm tree, as when we're planted into the house of the Lord. Father, I bless our RCC family and those who are watching online. I ask that you would release this reality, release your word in such a way that they will grab a hold of this and they will refuse to go back to a mediocre, ordinary life that thinks that they have to succumb to all these things, bad things. Lord, even in the midst of darkness, Lord, we shall flourish. I declare flourishing financially. I declare flourishing emotionally. I declare flourishing in their health. I declare flourish in their families. I declare flourishing in their jobs and their friendships. Father, even as Joseph, everything that they did, he touched, was made to prosper. The same with your people, I pray right now, that in their jobs, in their homes, that they will flourish. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.